0: Welcome to the Arena, where we will enter into current issues and events of the day in an effort to discuss and debate them. The topics will range from theology to politics to pop culture to sports and more. We may not always agree with each other and you may not always agree with us, but our hope is that you will be challenged to think through these matters along with us
1: and that you will be edified and encouraged as we step into the Arena. Welcome back to uh, the Arena podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in to this next episode I am co-host Bryce in along with my co-host and good friend Matthew Martins. Hello everyone. Uh we want to just uh, take a minute and say that this podcast is brought to you by The Gateway Bible Church. We have had a couple people be like, "Hey, you should really tell people on a regular basis what church you're from." <laughs> yeah, that's
0: probably a good idea. <laughs> so, and it really is brought by Gateway Bible Church. Uh, our yeah. elders here have given us the green light to do this, and the church supports it. And so, yeah, we're we're glad to be able to to uh, to do it, and and the, this church is behind our efforts in this. So, yeah.
1: thankful. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. We're enjoying making these and getting good feedback and interacting with people on this. So it's it's real good. So. Uh, On today's episode, we are talking about wokeness. That term has been, or that ideology, uh, has Mm -hmm. been kind of forefront in the last few years. It's not brand new, per se, but it's a little bit on the uh, newer, in your face, in the last few years. And so uh, we want to tackle it, uh, this idea, uh, because it's prevalent in our day and age, when you're interacting with people on the street, when you are working in ministry, it's there, and it's also kind of starting to creep into the church, mm-hmm. and so we want to just deal with it, tackle it. So uh, I want to start today by when we say woke or wokeness or whatever you word you want to use, what is that? Can you define that for us? I'll give it a shot. Feel free to jump in because I got
0: a lot here, so I'll just rattle on unless you jump in. so... so, uh- so- I have a definition. Okay, so give me your definition. All right. Actually wait, wait, before we get to that. Yeah. So we're going to have what however long our podcast episodes usually are, like 45 minutes in an hour or whatever it is, on this subject. But it's not even going to scratch the surface. There is a right. ton here and there are I just want to give our listeners some resources first. If oh okay. If this scratches where you're itching a little bit and you're and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I'd really like to know more." I wanted to just give you some four books to read. <laughs> That'll give you way more information than what we're going to be able to give you in this brief podcast episode from guys that are, well, certainly smarter than me, maybe not smarter than Bryce, but smarter than me. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Christianity and Wokeness from Owen Strawn. It, now it's pronounced Strawn, even though it looks phonetically like Strachan. <laughs> I, I can't, I have to call him Strachan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a good, It's an that's an academic overview of the issue and and it gives uh, kind of the philosophies behind it. It's it's very helpful. There's a book called No Reason to Hide by Erwin Lutzer. Tremendous book on the underlying philosophies, but then also how how, kind of some application. It's very practical as well. Very good book on the subject. There's a book called Strange New World by Carl Truman. Uh, he's a deep thinker, but he's got a way of bringing it home in a way that's pretty understandable. It's a good treatment of a subject as well. And then a book called Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham also touches on it. So those are four books that I would recommend to you, If read one or all of them, if you want more information on this subject matter. And it is prevalent, and you're going to need to read up on it, I think, as we go along in the world here.
1: So anyways, all that said, what's your yeah. definition of wokeness? Well. I got this from the internet. So the bastion of all truth. Ah, yes. yes. The internet. Yes. So I typed in just simply in the Google bar <laughs> definition of wokeness. <laughs> That's where we always go for what's true <laughs> and right. <laughs> yeah. I, but it was not from Wikipedia. So oh, wow. Look cool at you. I don't know. Right. The actual definition is this, the quality of being alert to and concerned about social injustice and discrimination. Hmm. Okay. That's the, the working definition of wokeness. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what is meant by that or how it plays out? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we're talking about it today in our podcast. Because right. its uh, definition is in the positive. It would list the wokeness as being this good thing. It says the quality of being alert and concerned about social injustice and discrimination sounds Right. Nice. Yeah. It sounds all right. Yeah. So if you're woke, that means you care about right. injustice. You care about discrimination, and so thus you should do these things. However, yeah. how it's played out is awful. Yeah. Just to yeah. <laughs> just to call it what it is. Right. True. So,
0: yeah. So I yeah. As, as the term would suggest, it means to quote unquote be awake. Yeah. To what it, what the world would say is the true reality that we live in, while everyone else around us is asleep. Mm-hmm. So and in order to call yourself woke, you're implying that those around me aren't, yes. that they're, they're, yeah. they're not, they're all sleeping. There's a handful of us that are really awake to what the true realities of the world are. And that would be, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying that's what, what the kind of along your definition there, that's what it would imply. Owen Straughan, I'm, I pulled from a few of these books that yep. I referenced. yeah. He said this, quote, in specific terms, this means that one sees the comprehensive inequity of our social order and strives to highlight power structures in society that stem from racial privilege. So that's kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I really liked Erwin Lutzer's definition. So he wrote, originally the term meant an awareness of injustice, specifically racial injustice, but the word has expanded over time to describe an ideology that is hypersensitive to perceived injustices. It is a radical leftist interpretation of human and civil rights that results in extreme political correctness. Yes. That is a very good definition of it. Yep. So he says, really, originally, it may not have been necessarily a bad th- thought, you right. know we want to look at injustice we want to look at those uh, racial injustices in the world but it's expanded exponentially mm-hmm. and 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 he says hypersensitive to perceived yep. injustices that is a very good way to word it and he talks about it being leftist so that would be politically left so uh, you know maybe there are those who may not kind of work through what that all means politically left politically right the politically left is those that liberal leaning to the, to the point of being extremely liberal leaning in all of their ideologies, not just fiscally, Mm -hmm. but socially. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're talking about here. So to be woke would be to be politically correct. So by politically correct, we mean left political. So yeah, liberal political, that's, those are the ones who really are woke. Mm -hmm. They really know what the real issues are. Mm -hmm. So they say, And so that's now what leads us to being politically correct on and being woke then on these various, uh, these are just some of the issues. So racial injustice, that's been mentioned. That's what's led to an organization called Black Lives Matter, BLM. Now as a statement, it's true, black lives do matter. As do white lives. Yeah. As do you know, you name yeah. the life. Every yeah. life does matter. Black lives including matter, including the life in the womb. Yeah, which uh, they yeah. would deny. Exactly. We'll get to that in just a moment. Yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, but BLM, Black Lives Matter, as an organization, is despicable, and and mm-hmm. but all that they stand for that is far more than just racial uh, equality. Mm-hmm. They stand for so much more, and they they are one of the most pro-abortion. Yeah. Uh, groups in the United States. Mm-hmm. And you know what the number one demographic of abortion is in the
1: States? Black lives. Black
0: lives. Yep. Uh, so it's stunning how uh, inconsistent these mm-hmm. groups can be. Uh, being politically correct means that you are woke to <laughs> sexual freedom. Yeah. So uh, President Barack Obama said, love is love. Everyone should be allowed to get married as mm-hmm. they want, regardless of their sex. If, if a man wants to mm-hmm. marry a man, love is just love, man. A woman wants to get married to a woman, love is just love, man. Yeah. That's, that's what was ta- touted by the President of the United States. Yeah. Um, it also leads to saying, hey, if a man identifies as a, you know, as a woman, he has every right to. Who are you to say yeah. otherwise?
1: If a 30-year-old man identifies as a 16-year-old girl, he can walk into those bathrooms. Yeah. Who are you to say that he's not right? That's right. That's right. So that's that's what woke is. And to say otherwise is to make yeah. you misogynistic mm-hmm. and yeah. oppressive and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And that's what you're seeing is it's now gone from like this whole transgender, you have to affirm that, but now it's it's getting into uh, like pedophilia. Mm-hmm. And well, That's just how they're wired. That's how they feel. So how can you tell them that this is not okay? But the woke agenda would, has to, if they're going to be consistent, is absolutely affirming that ideology, that that's okay. Yeah. And you watch, they will. Absolutely. It's And then it's going to go to bestiality. Yeah. This is the slope that the woke ideology is on. Yeah. Uh, And you're going to see that played out in this name of sexual freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So then, that also, then the politically correct
0: side of things leads then to bodily autonomy. So you can't tell me what to do with my body. If I want to get an abortion, I can get an abortion as if that child in the womb is your body. It isn't, but but that's what they'll say. Or MAID, in in Canada, MAID, medical assistance in dying, or Mm -hmm. doctor-assisted suicide is more accurate. Um, You can't tell me what I can do or can't do with my body. And if you do, you're being oppressive. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this, this oppressor-oppressive thing is huge. We're going to get to the underlying, I hope, a little bit of the underlying reason for why that's such a big thing, mm-hmm. but that really is undergirding all of this, that there are oppressors yeah. and there are the oppressed. That's what leads in Canada to the land acknowledgements. Yes. That's what leads to reparations. That's what yeah. leads to the tearing down of statues and cancel culture, that we have to get rid of those
1: who are, quote-unquote, oppressors. We have to level mm-hmm. the playing field. And, and let's be honest... When they say oppressors, they mean white men. Correct. That's or, or whites. Men or women, but primarily, primarily men. Yes. Yeah. Primarily men. And yeah. uh, that's what they mean. Yeah. And we're, I think we're going to dive into why this is such a, a hard thing. There's no enough repentance that the white man can do yeah. in order to be free from his oppressiveness. Yeah. Right, And we're going we're gonna to unpack that, I think, in a biblical way yeah. in a little bit. And not only do they give affirmation to these things, mm-hmm. they go so far as they get the special treatment. Mm-hmm. So it has become no longer are you qualified for this job. Yeah, It is, oh, you affirm wokeness, you get the job, regardless of whether or not you're actually yeah. qualified. In fact, yeah. in that book, uh, No Reason to Hide, Erwin Lutzer says this. He says, faithfulness... Competency and integrity no longer qualify for working in a retail store. Conformity to woke political and moral values is paramount. Right. What matters is what you hold to when it comes to the woke left Mm. ideology. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I don't care if you're actually qualified to run this business. Yeah. Do you affirm this? Yeah. If it is, then sure, you can have the job. Like we have people within our government who are not actually qualified to be there, but Mm -hmm. they give verbal affirmation to the woke agenda. Yeah. Thus
0: they get the job. And and thus representation quote unquote matters as well. That's all part Mm -hmm. of this. So like when our prime minister came into power, he said half, no less than half of my cabinet will be women. Right. They might be completely unqualified. Right. Now if they're qualified, Great. Absolutely. The best person for the job should have the job, but that's not how it works, not in our government. It's half of them must be women. Because whether, we, whether you should or not. It yeah. needs to be a, we need to have this uh, representation. That's all part of, of oppressor, oppressive kind of thinking. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to give the job to these people because it looks good. Now we're actually talking about the RCMP police commissioner that we need a new one. And so they're looking at probably hiring an indigenous person because that will that will be a fair representation. Mm-hmm. And if there's an indigenous RCMP officer who's qualified to be the commissioner, great. Awesome. That's Have that. great. Yeah, absolutely. But we want someone who's qualified. It shouldn't be the color of their skin mm-hmm. or their background or their racial identity or any of those things. Yeah. It should be who's qualified for mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. But that's not what matters now. What matters is how mm-hmm. your you know, your gender, your skin color mm-hmm. and what you affirm. Yeah. And so
1: this is all part of it. Yep, it's it's an interesting thing. There is a better chance because they want more representation on the RCMP and the firefighters. More representation of like women in those in those roles. And so, whether you're qualified to be a firefighter or not is almost irrelevant. Are you Mm -hmm. a woman? Then you're going to get a better chance than a male who is. Yeah, that's just the way that this ideology works. Yeah,
0: and I say this carefully because I. There are uh, some ladies who are tremendous at that role. Oh, absolutely. That's fantastic. But I'll I'll be honest, as a general rule, God God has made men physiologically stronger. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why we have the instruction given in Peter that men should not be physically dominant on a woman Mm -hmm. because we are physically stronger. So if I'm in a burning building... And someone's coming in to save me, and I, I, you know I, I've got smoke inhalation, I can't physically get up. I need someone to carry me out of the building. Mm-hmm. Who do I want coming in to get me? Physiologically, mm-hmm. of course, I want a guy coming in because they mm-hmm. are physically stronger. Mm-hmm. It could just common sense, but that doesn't matter. No.
1: So that, this is all part of the woke ideology that is not helpful to society. No, it isn't. So mm-hmm.
0: we have to be in agreement with the moving goalposts, that is the woke Mm -hmm. mob. Mm -hmm. And if we are not, you will be silenced or canceled. Ah, cancel culture. Right? So if you don't agree with the ideology, which is constantly in flux, like for example, remember how I said bodily autonomy, right? So you cannot tell me what to do with my body. If I want to get an abortion, I can get an abortion. Nobody has a right over my body except for me, right? That's their... That's the motto. Er, Except in covid The woke mob was adamant, you get vaccinated or else. And if you don't get vaccinated, we will Mm -hmm. treat you like you're a racist and a misogynist Mm -hmm. and you're wicked and you're evil. You must do with your body what we tell you over here, but you can never tell me what to do with my body over here. So the inconsistency is is a marvel to watch (laughs) and we have to agree with those inconsistencies and the continuation of them Mm -hmm. or we will be canceled. That is why. As of this recording, we're recording this on March 3rd, 2023, just, uh, I believe it was either this morning or late, no, I think it was yesterday, Derek Reimer, who is of Mission 7, that's a church, a street church mission in Calgary, was arrested yesterday. Why? Because he went to protest. Now, we can talk about how winsome he was or wasn't
1: or whatever else, but he I went think to- that word, er, winsome gets you overplayed. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't need to be winsome, you just need to be bold. Yeah. And so he went boldly to protest
0: at an all-ages drag queen story hour at the public library in Calgary. I, I, I think that's something worth speaking up about. Speaking against. And he spoke up about it, got thrown physically thrown out. You can actually physically see him get thrown out. Yeah. And then he was arrested for it. The, the, the next day? Uh, within, within a handful of days, yeah. Was he, it? yeah. He, was, he was arrested for it. Why? Because he dared to speak up to say, this is evil and wicked. Yeah. And There was no arrests made for those who are drag queens teaching children about mutilating their bodies and mm-hmm. treating the creation of God shamefully. No arrests made there. That was celebrated. Yeah. But a pastor coming to say, hey, this is wrong,
1: he gets arrested. This is the age. Yeah. This, is what, this is why wokeness is an issue. Yeah. And that didn't happen in North Korea. <laughs> right like that happened in calgary alberta in 2023 right yeah that is it's yeah yeah and that's yeah. right so
0: so that's i mean we haven't even touched on why it's da- i mean i, I trust we, the listeners can hear immediately
1: why it's dangerous right but we have right. just we just have just been trying to define what it is and and so i want to i want to just piggyback a little bit on what you said there about the goalposts, mm-hmm. if i can for a second yeah. i remember i want to go back this was you it's very rare that we do this but you went away from our sermon series once this was right um at the beginning of COVID. i think this was right in the george the, floyd yeah, uh, george black floyd. lives matter yeah. stuff um and we had a lot of questions why we deviated and did a special one office because we had a lot of questions from the congregation how do we deal with this how like mm-hmm. how do we think through these things and so i think uh, you Took uh, one Sunday and you preached uh, Micah six eight, yep. right? Because the Bible calls us Micah six eight says he has told you O man what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God, yep. right? So yeah, should we should we love what is just? Yes. Mm-hmm. Should we be kind and love kindness? Yes. Should we walk humbly? Yes. But then you and I remember you walking through. Who defines what justice is? Yeah. Right. Because if we're looking at the woke ideology for this is what it means to love justice, right? Like you said, the goalposts are constant. It would be like a field goal kicker and trying to kick it into the uprights, but the uprights are just going back and forth and all over the map. Mm -hmm. He'd never hit that field goal. Yeah. You'd never hit the target. If we're going by the world's idea or the woke agendas idea of what justice is. Yeah. Right, but what is God's justice? Yeah. Uh, and then you walk through that. So that was good. I think that's sermons online somewhere, but mm-hmm. um, I don't need to re-preach that at this moment. But yeah. that's that's the massive concern is we talk about ju- what what are, what's our goal? Like yeah. what are we trying to get at? And yeah. I just want to you you had mentioned the moving goalpost. So I just want to well, yeah. Remember, no, right. I remember that. I remember you some. Preaching if you're out, looking for it online, gonna... if you go to Gateway Bible Church's uh,
0: YouTube page, it would have been June or July of 2020 when I preach that. So hey, if you're interested, yeah. yes, we can find it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and I think, un, so I want to get to the, to the, the deeper layer of this because wokeness is like, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes, there's, there's nothing new under the sun.
1: It's not brand new. Yeah.
0: And so what, what is the undercurrent driving this woke ideology and this woke agenda? Uh, and what, and ultimately what makes it truly dangerous And I'm going to say it's Marxism that makes it dangerous. Can you define Marxism? Yeah, so I'm convinced that really we're just seeing an extension of Marxism being played out. Karl Marx, if you look him up, you can find all kinds of stuff about him. Karl Marx wanted to change the world, and he wanted to replace God. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think that that's not true, let me read you part of a poem he once wrote (laughs) that got recorded for us. I'm just going to read you part of it. Quote, With disdain, I will throw my gauntlet full in the face of the world and see the collapse of this pygmy giant whose fall will not stifle my ardor. Then I will wander godlike and victorious through the ruins of the world and giving my words an act of force, I will feel equal to the creator. End quote. Mm. Godlike. And make myself equal to the creator. Yeah. He hated God. That is not a stretch that he, he was very... Clear Mm -hmm. and very adamant about Mm -hmm. that. In in, uh, 1848, he co-wrote a book called The Communist Manifesto. Now, in this book, um, people's differences were uh, discounted, and everyone was ultimately lumped into hard and fast groups. So the individual didn't matter. Everyone was lumped into particular groups. The the biggest two groups were the ruling class, Mm So these are the people who control the means of production and the working class. These were those who worked on farms and factories and the like. And so they taught there's always been an imbalance in the world. This is the teaching of the communist manifesto. We always live as either oppressors or oppressed. Those are the two groups. And so we see this playing out now in woke ideology to the extreme. So one group is always trying to exploit the other. That's what they will say. And so the ultimate goal then, according to the Communist Manifesto, to abolish private property and give everything over to the state. So they thought this would level the playing field for everyone. So it's all fair for everyone. What was standing in Karl Marx's way? This is what he he taught this, Mm -hmm. particularly religion and specifically Christianity. He taught that men oppress their wives and the parents oppress their children by taking them to church yep. and teaching them things like complementarity in the home and in the church. Mm-hmm. He said this once, quote, religion is the sigh of the oppressed culture, the heart of a heartless world, the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people, end mm-hmm. quote. So religion, in particular, the Christianity was the ruin of the people. And so he taught if there was going to be worship, it must be the worship of the state. If there's love, there must be love of the state. Mm -hmm. And no rivals should be tolerated. So if something stands in the way, you need to get rid of it. Or as we would say today, you need to cancel Cancel it. it. Another main rival, kind of part and parcel of Christianity being a rival, another main rival for Marx's kind of idealized utopia was the nuclear family. That's what's standing in the way. So you have to abolish the nuclear family to reach this higher and greater authority that could truly rule rightly, in his mind. So you got to get rid of the nuclear family. Can we see that happening
1: in woke oh, ideology? And that's been happening... I mean, you, we could say what we want, and we, there's another podcast to talk about the welfare system and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but when there was families that were essentially moms were rewarded for being single parents yeah right you remove a dad from the home and now you make a family ultimately dependent on the state yeah yeah and you, that i mean you see that played out in front of our eyes 100% today. the the destruction of the nuclear family father mother and children is the downfall of a society yeah so then you fast
0: forward to the world economic forum W E F in a 2016 video mm-hmm. from that organization, they looked ahead to 2030. So they were looking ahead and they were predicting what the world would be like. And this is a direct quote from that video quote, you'll own nothing and you will be happy.
1: It's Marxism. Yeah, it's Marxism. It's communism. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it really also kind of is found in the words of Mussolini. He said this once quote, everything within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state." Mm. So it calls for complete supremacy. If you're gonna have this ideology actually work, that has to be total, complete overtaking of the world. Totally deconstructing culture (laughs) as we know it. That is at the root of woke thinking. Erwin Lutzer said it well, it is not white supremacy, it is woke supremacy. It it has to be all or nothing. And that's what we're seeing. So if you don't agree with us, we will shame you, we will name call you, we will cancel you, we will make sure you are not heard, we will take over social media restraints, we'll take over internet censorship to make sure that your thoughts can't get out. This is all part and parcel of it. And it is from the very enemy of our souls at Mm -hmm. at its core. Remember Ephesians chapter 6, it says this, verses 12 and 13. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God Mm -hmm. that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done
1: all to stand firm. And I think that's such an important thing when we're talking about wokeness is recognizing who who the enemy actually is. Yeah. Right? Those who would hold a woke ideology are not the enemy. Right. But that there's a more sinister enemy behind all of this. Yeah. That us as believers and us as pastors and elders and churches and Christians along across the globe need to, like it continues to go, put on the whole armor of God to be able to stand firm in the midst of the fiery darts of the enemy and, yeah. and whatnot. But our... We can't be looking at those who are woke as the ultimate enemy. Yeah. But the sinister enemy that's behind that—that that is driving this yeah. to remove Christianity, to remove the Bible, to remove all of the truths and the principles of of the scriptures away, and that way he has total control over this earth and yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So how do we see it infiltrating the church?
0: i'm asking you spur of the moment here i should have maybe i should have uh spur
1: spur of the moment is good it it shows that when we're doing a podcast we don't just sit here and like tell each other what we're gonna do (laughs) uh i I think you see it i follow on twitter once again the bastion of all truth that is twitter i follow this guy called woke preacher clips oh yeah don't ask me why (laughs) you Uh, like to feel mad sometimes I (laughs) i like to be angry But what you see is you see this. It's no longer, church is no longer about preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's no longer about proclaiming the truth of God's word, the reality that all men are sinful, Mm -hmm. the reality that all men are going to stand before a holy God one day, the reality of calling people to repentance and belief upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you repent of your sin, that you are set free in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no longer yeah. the message of the church. Yeah. It is now about constantly feeling guilt over the fact that I'm a white man. Yeah. It's the, I can never repent enough. Yeah. And, we, and we see that it's a, a constant affirmation and pushing forward of uh, the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, the transgender movement. We see that quite a bit. It's led to, I think, churches leaning towards the worldliness and the woke ideology and not in accordance with the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's infiltrating quite a bit. We're getting people coming into the church who are starting to eat up that ideology. Yeah. Uh, And I'm thinking a lot along the lines of teenagers. Teenagers are growing up. This is Mm -hmm. lots of teenagers who are now 14, 15, 16 years old. This is all they've heard. Mm -hmm. They've heard this from school. They've heard this from social media and so they're coming in thinking this is right. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've been shown. Yeah. And so if we're not going to speak against it mm-hmm. in a biblical way, understanding biblical justice and biblical repentance, then we're, gonna, we're not doing them any, any good. I don't know, on, right. on the spur yeah. of the moment, I mean, yeah. no, I can think of a lot of different ways of how it's kind of infiltrating and creeping into the church. What about yourself? Yeah, no, that's good. I, I agree with that for sure. Sin is now seen as, uh,
0: increasingly being seen as something that's done to you rather than, than something that's in you. Mm-hmm. you know, so again, whether it's the black culture, uh, so racial in, injustice, mm-hmm. or in our nation uh, with the native community, it's something that's been done to them by mm-hmm. us. No, mm-hmm. not, not us directly. I, I, I didn't. I don't feel like I have. I've, you know, but, but no, and, and to be fair, now, and here's, here's the thing. You know, when we go back in history, were the, the Canadian natives treated poorly? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it uh, No one's denying that. Yeah. Uh, in in the, the United States with uh, chattel slavery, was there some injustices done there? Absolutely. When you even go back as far, like the f- 1950s, 1960s, you can see some of the images, even even more recently than that. Has there been some awful things done to the black community in the U.S.? No question. No one's denying that. Yeah. But have I done it? I don't think I have. Now, am I guilty of sin? Yes, all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Oppressor and oppressed. We've all sinned yeah. and we've all fallen short mm-hmm. of the glory of God. But now it's, again, it's Marxism. There are these groups and there's one group that's been sinned against. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid that we say that they too have sinned. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's, it's only that they've been sinned against. Yeah. No, we're all sinners. This is now we're we're pitting one group against another as if one group is innocent mm-hmm. and the other group is guilty, and there's no discussion on that. And we're seeing that creep into the church. So now churches and church leaders are called to repent perpetually, all the time, never-endingly yeah. for things that were done generations ago. And yeah, sure, the church mm-hmm. did have some things to, that they did wrong back, you know, with chattel slavery and and other mm-hmm. things, you know, with uh, you know, the Catholic church in in our nation uh, regarding what was done to some of the native communities and and all that went with that, the the school, the residential Mm -hmm. schools, all those things, for sure. No question about that. But we're living here in 2023 in a different age and Mm -hmm. certainly we can learn from Mm -hmm. those things, but I don't need to be in this perpetual state of sorrow and Mm -hmm. mourning because I'm such a wicked person. Mm -hmm. I am a wicked person, Mm -hmm. but so is that other person. Yeah. I'm a wicked person as a white guy, and the native
1: guy is also a wicked person. We're both wicked. Because the standard of what is good and what is evil is not on a human level. It's God sets that standard. And so we've all, like you said, we've all fallen short. We're all wicked before a holy God. At the foot of the cross, we're equal.
0: Yeah. And we're all equally sinful. And we all equally need mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why the gospel, and anyway, we're going to get to how we should respond. The gospel's the <laughs> response. <laughs> um, You're jumping ahead of your notes there, e- sir. Yeah, I am. But, you know, so, but it's creeping into the church increasingly so. you know, In mm-hmm. Owen Strand's book, uh, Christianity and Wokeness, he has a section in there where he lists different books that have been written by quote-unquote Christian authors. And I'm not here to, maybe those are Christian authors. I, I don't know their hearts. But they're promoting woke... Ideology. Most famously, probably the most notable one that I read uh, when I was reading through it was Eric Mason. Eric Mason is, for those who don't know, if you've heard of Paul David Tripp, and he's got a lot of great, Paul David Tripp has done some excellent things for the church, Mm -hmm. and he's got some great books himself. But this is Paul David Tripp's pastor, uh, Eric Mason. And he wrote a book called Woke Church in 2018, and Mm -hmm. he continues to promote that ideology and that thinking. The promise is that if the church will just go woke and fess up to all of its failures and stay in this perpetual, ongoing Mm -hmm. state of sorrow and brokenness, Mm -hmm. it'll be so much better. And Owen Stratton says this, quote, neither the woke diagnosis nor the woke cure will bring about the unity, justice, hope, and healing that wokeness promises, Mm -hmm. end quote. That is 100%
1: true. So how do we respond? Well, you laid it out already, the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? It's the gospel that's going to change hearts. It's the gospel that's going to convict. It's the gospel that's going to bring people out of this. But I want to read, I don't know if this is how you respond, but I just want to interact with this text because I think this text in Colossians chapter 2 really speaks to kind of Mm -hmm. what's going on. Colossians 2, starting in verse 6, says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk with him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And verse 8 says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. We need to continually be putting Christ before the people. We need to continually be putting the gospel before the people. Mm -hmm. We need to, that needs to be paramount in churches, from the pulpit to every ministry with, from within the local church, from youth ministry to kids ministry to women's ministry to men's ministry to our outreach to our evangelism yep. to our missions, it has to be putting the gospel of Jesus Christ in front of the people and not human tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And not philosophy, empty deceit, the yep. text says. And what you see with the woke culture is it is 100% human. It's philosophy, it's empty, it's nothing. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ because the only way for someone to have true life, true satisfaction, true freedom from their sin and their shame and their guilt and all of that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what the woke ideology is doing, and you just talked about it, this perpetual need to repent, it keeps the oppressor feeling guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and it keeps those who are victims in victimhood. Mm -hmm. And if you can keep a victim feeling like a victim, you have full power and control over them. They don't want, the woke ideology doesn't want the victims to feel, to not feel like they're always a victim all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, and so if we try to tackle wokeness with anything other than just putting Christ and the truth of the scripture before the people, it's never going to help. Yeah. So
0: we want to call people to repent for what they need to repent of. Yeah, my sin before a holy God. My sin before a holy God, that's right. So the supposedly oppressor they need to repent of their sin not this not necessarily the sin of mm-hmm. uh, you know a hundred years ago that I actually had absolutely nothing, nothing to, do, to with, do with but my sin before a holy God that I can look at my own life and go yeah I have sinned I, I look at the Word of God and I can see what the Word of God says about lust and I go oh mm-hmm. man I am a sinner mm-hmm. I can see what the world what, what the Word of God says about hatred and I can go yeah I'm a sinner mm-hmm. I can see what the Word of God says about purity and I can mm-hmm. say I 'm a sinner on and on and on goes I repent of that and the oh, Supposedly, those "quote unquote" impressed—they too need to repent. Again, if you're in this perpetual state of victimhood, you don't think you got anything to repent for? I just—I have to feel sorry for myself. I have to continue Mm -hmm. to feel like a victim. But sin's been done to me; it's not something that's in me. Well, no, no, that's actually wrong. Biblically, you too are a sinner. Mm -hmm. You're getting caught up, as it says here in this passage you just read, by the elemental spirits of the world. this Mm -hmm. worldliness—that goes back to Ephesians chapter six. Mm It's the elemental principles of the world that are at work in you. Mm-hmm. Sure, you may have been sinned against, we all have been. Mm-hmm. But you are a sinner, and you have sinned yourself against a holy God. We all have. And you need to repent of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good passage. I, I would add to that, Second Corinthians ten, four to six. It's a very similar passage actually, is similar tone. Paul is clearly hitting all of this region of the world with this same truth. Because now we're looking at Corinth, and he says this, starting in verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, (laughs) we take every thought captive Captive, we take every thought and we filter it through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. What this thought that I'm having, this philosophy I'm hearing about, this ideology that I am that's in my face, how does it square against the Word of the Living God, against yeah. the Gospel of Jesus Christ? How does the the Bible speak to this? Mm-hmm. Now, it's and we have to be very careful. We want to be a whole Bible people. Again, those woke preacher clips you're talking about, yeah. they will take, quote, unquote, the Bible, they'll take a verse, and they will twist it yeah. to then speak to their woke ideology. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Let the word of God speak. Don't let the word of God be informed by your opinions. Right. Let the word of God say what it says, and then take these ideologies you're hearing and and square it to that. And and if what you're hearing about the philosophies of men, if it's out of square, with the word of God, then those ideologies are wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something incorrect there. Um, it mentioned strongholds. You notice that in, in the text there?
1: End of verse four there.
0: Yeah. Like to destroy strongholds. John MacArthur described it this, what, what a stronghold was. He put, he said it this way. People under siege in a fortress were imprisoned by their attacking forces. Fleshly weapons cannot successfully assault the formidable strongholds in which sinners have entrenched themselves. Mm-hmm. So they've fortified themselves in these strongholds, and my fleshly argumentation is probably not going to help them. What they need is the breakthrough of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I am convinced, as as Paul said to the Roman believers, that the gospel of Christ is powerful yeah. and can destroy that. And we need to continue mm-hmm. to bring the gospel to bear mm-hmm. against these empty philosophies that are against God. This passage says mm-hmm. they're against God. God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, our hope is in the gospel of Jesus Christ through his word. And no, notice to the language here, being ready to punish <laughs> every disobedience. If we think that we're going nice, to nicety our mm-hmm. way out of this, mm-hmm. it,
1: it sounds great in Canada. We like to be nice. We like to be... The word The word we use is winsome. Winsome. We have, yeah. to, be, we have to be kind and gentle and beat around the bush a little bit, and that way we'll hopefully win them over. Yeah. And there's a time and a place to yeah. be winsome. Absolutely. There
0: are, uh, there's a time and a place to be, mm. you know, careful in how we say certain things. Mm. Depending on the circumstance, there is a place for that. Absolutely. Mm. But there are times when we recognize that we're going to war and we have to just be clear and direct and recognize we're in a battle. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. If we see the vulnerable, our children. If you're wa- listening to this, I was going to say watching. You're not watching it. If you're if you're listening to this and you're uh, a grandparent, you can look at your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are seniors like who only watch mainstream media. They're fed a daily dose of wokeism by watching CBC or CTV or Global or, any or news CNN media. or whatever. And they're getting wrapped up in it. Uh, Maybe those who are just, they're they're Christians, but they maybe haven't thought deeply about these things. And so they're getting caught up in it. We need, if we love them, we need to be ready to to go to war to help them understand Mm -hmm. that what they're hearing about and reading and these empty philosophies are actually opposed to Christ. Mm -hmm. They're opposed to the gospel. They're at war with God. And for the sake of their soul, we need to go to bat here on this. We need to, uh, you know, use a sports analogy, we need to <laughs> run through a wall yeah. to help people not succumb to these lies. Yeah. You, you look back at Daniel chapter 3, there was uh, Nebuchadnezzar setting up that big statue. Yeah. And uh, 90 feet tall, and everyone needed to bow down to it. Mm-hmm. And we know the story. There were those three guys who didn't. Mm-hmm you know, they wouldn't dance just because the world yeah. told them to dance. Yeah. And H.B. Charles, talking about that, he put it this way. The world is the world, and it is the height of absurdity to expect non-Christians to think and act like Christians. The world gladly bows before the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. The problem is that the church is stooping at standing time. Hmm. It's time for us to stand and not bow down. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of what we read in Jude, the second last book of the Bible, right near the end of that short little uh, but very important letter. He says, God says through, through his word here, This, starting in verse 18, they said to you, in the last, t- in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. those last couple of verses are important. Mm -hmm. Have mercy on those who doubt. Like if there are those who have been caught up in woke ideology that, they're not teaching it, but they've just been caught up in it. We need to have mercy on them. And yet, what does it say next? Save others by snatching them out of the fire. If there are those who are being led honestly astray altogether by this, we need to do whatever it takes to snatch them from that. Mm -hmm. And ask the Lord for his enabling power in that. This is crippling our society, it's crippling our world, and far be it for us as a church to stand idly by and silent while we let the enemy run roughshod over our world. Uh, let us have a voice and stand up, I would
1: say, against this woke ideology that is f- straight from hell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, there's anything else to add. If you have questions and you're wrestling with that, don't go to the world and the mm-hmm. ideology for the answers. Find yourself opening up the text of scripture yeah. and working through that and standing from there so appreciate you listening and uh, hopefully this was edifying for you today thank you for listening to this episode of The Arena we want to thank Jason Hofer for all of our music and editing of the podcast if there are any topics you'd like us to cover feel free to reach us email arenapodcast at hotmail.com or twitter at podcast one and instagram thearena.podcast once again we want to thank you for stepping into a